Welcome to episode 25 of the Island Green podcast, brought to you by Golf Mania. Um, recording today from the Golf Mania store here in Charlottetown, which has seen a ton of traffic, Ben, in the last little little while. Things uh, things are picking up here, buddy. Yeah, it's been good. Um, <clears throat> we've uh, excited to get our name out there. Um, you know, the golf season's really in full gear now, obviously. You know, the tourism season's kicked off. Uh, a lot of events uh, wrapping up, and it uh, seems like people are in a little bit of a shopping mood, which is good. Uh, it's all the gear coming in, the the demo stuff. Is that oh, for those are fit carts. Okay. Yeah. So you, did you take them from... Yeah, we used them at the at Green Gables earlier today. So those moving in must mean we're one step closer to... Yeah, really close. Um, we got uh, <laughs> screens landed, just looking to get some install work done here, and should be up and running uh, next week. I'm sitting next to this gaming computer. This thing looks like it'd be great for... And I'm sitting next to the Epson uh, the projector here. Yeah, the gaming computers for when I play uh, the new PGA Tour. Uh, Tiger Woods coming out on uh, 2K. You're, you're going to do that create a course mode and create uh, Green Gables, Anderson's Creek, and then run online tournaments. Oh, speaking of... That's uh, brain right there. Island Green Podcast <laughs> online PGA our, Tour 2K. All right, all right. Let's get through the Stanhope Open first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> let's get through on. the rest of July. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I have anxiety thinking about what's coming up down the pipeline. Yeah. How's uh, how's business out there in the uh, at Anderson and Green? Are they Green Gables? Are they just jammed here now? Yeah, a lot of tourists. Or? Seems like there's more, um, definitely more, you know, unfamiliar faces. Uh, seen lots of Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Quebec, Ontario plates, um, which is great. Uh, Four stills too, like the nine hole spot there. It's been killing it having some great days which you know for me that kind of represents that the campgrounds are having good seasons too because we get a lot of campers go to forest hills everybody um, i know is camping right now yeah, yeah it's crazy they're going out uh, a buddy of mine just bought a camper um you know so they're yeah camping's huge i'd rather cut my arm off <laughs> i got zero time for camping what what why what what don't you like about i'm it? a five-star kind of guy okay <laughs> like couldn't you can't could for, you? for me to pay money to be cramped and have to shit in a fucking little hole <laughs> i got no time for that could, could you know. camp in a cottage that's that's cottaging that's not camping okay yeah yeah like, like there's people that book like uh marco polo for example they book like there's a cottage or a trailer you can book out there right? yeah there's just, nice cottages out there yeah 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 okay yeah that's you could know. you do like a 35 foot no. Double wide uh, pull out. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Zero like, chance. Like, I don't know why you pay this kind of money to be cramped, to, you know, like have no laundry. Like, for me, I like a cottage, a condo, a hotel room, <laughs> my own home. Like, yeah. th- that's what I like. <laughs> Last year, uh, the tenters really pissed me off. Mm. Last year, uh, my wife's friends came over with trailers and they're all going to Marco. And she said, we should go join them for the week. And we don't have a trailer, so I said, "Well, I'll look, I'll look into it." So you look into renting them, and I'll. Uh, this is sorry, two two years ago, and we ended up yes, renting one. But I mean, there's nothing worse than being like what thirty minutes from your house and sleeping somewhere else, and like you're paying a pretty good amount of money to rent these trailers. I've never you, understood that. I've never understood. I do people respect that the buy vibe. Cottages a half hour from where they live all year round. Yeah, like people live in Stratford and they have a cottage on like Kepic, <clears throat> and I'm like, what? Do you, do you spend the summer there? Like, really? It doesn't really... Uh, my vibe was... I, an, an hour away would be good. But yeah, the, yeah. V- the vibe with camping is nice. Like, I, I'd stop in at your camper. No issue. Yeah. Fry me a hot dog, pour me a beer. Life's yeah, good. Yeah, but yeah. then I'm getting the hell out of there. Well, I'd said, well, like, you know, why don't we just go? I'll take you there at like 9 in the morning. We can stay all day till 10 at night. And then 
go home and she was just saying, you know, it's just not the same around the campfire at the night and then the kids wake up and like wake up 40 degrees hot and this <laughs> 4 30 in the morning <laughs> yeah the sun is just beating in through the blinds am i am i i don't know have you you guys have gone camping oh yeah lots i've gone Once. every single time i've gone it piss rained at some <laughs> point in the middle of the night I don't know if it's just a regular thing, but every single time it rains in the middle of the night. When we were kids, my parents took Stacy and I, um, and we went camping. It was our one experience, pitch the tent, whatever, the whole nine yards. The bugs, like, the bugs were, you, you could have a film of mosquitoes on your arm. And then, you know, one of the great things of camping is the campfire. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, get some tunes going, get the campfire, roast a dog, you know, yeah. s'more, all that thing. Yeah. Fire ban. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Too dry. Like, yeah. Well, man. you don't need the smoke, uh, the forest fires that are going on right now. That's why it's hazy right now. All them Getting them from, from BC. Yeah. That's insane to get the, the smoke from that yeah, yeah. all the way out here. Like she was hazy last night. I, I thought it was because the lobster fishermen were all at Green Gables and they're sparking one up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a weird odor in that haze yeah. the other night. Um, mm, so camping, go, yeah, golfing update. Uh, how was your weekend, Fred, over in uh, Abercrombie? Yes. And, uh, uh, what was it? What was the name of that? It was the. It's called the Tour? Callaway Team Championships. Callaway Team Championships. So, yeah. two hundred and forty-six golfers take part in this. Jesus. Okay, break this down here, uh, Ben. Yo, two hundred forty-six golfers. How do you fit that into one tournament? Uh, Split tees. You just hammer people out all freaking day, really. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it's there's time t- just too, eight? too many. There's too many players in it. Fair. Um, the tee times start at, I think, 7.30. They do split tees. Um, our original tee time was 1.50, okay. and we didn't get out till 2.30. Okay. So they're 50 minutes behind on the opening, on the opening split, yeah. split tees. And we got off the course at 8.20-ish, 8.25, so six hours. Oof. Oof. So they're long rounds. Um, yeah. Why is it so slow? Just compacted so Compacted, yeah. A couple blind tee shots where you got to wait, especially right. uh, the way the course was set up. Uh, when you have an amateur professional field together, mm-hmm. you can't set it up to the pros, but you also can't set it up to the amateurs because then it doesn't make it competitive. So they do a kind of a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So some of the shorter par fours when the tees are up, well, like my partner Brian can drive a lot of the par fours out there. And yeah, a lot so of he's long, waiting. He's waiting. Yeah. A lot of guys are waiting for tees to clear, yeah. or greens to clear. I was talking to Chris Ferguson. He was telling me about the six-plus hour round. He said the only one bonus, they had to wait like whatever it was, 45 minutes on one hole, but it was the beer station hole. Yeah, there was one hole. <laughs> he was like, that was a Well win. positioned. We pulled up, and from the time our cart pulled up, it was 51 minutes till we hit our tee shot. Oh, 51 minutes? 51 minutes. But wow. the beverage cart was right there. So, that's, like, that's you're good. into rounds two and three. We'll get into um, it a little bit later, but similar thing at Belvedere. We'll talk about that in a bit. So, first day, uh, no expectations. Me and Brian just wanted to go out and have fun. I mean, little expectations because Brian's pretty much his home course, and he wants to yeah. play well. Yeah. All, knows all the members. Everyone's Brian, right? And he's a decent player. Right. So, we're off number one. Huge gallery. Were you nervous? Like, were you nervous? Yes, absolutely. Were, you were, right? I wasn't nervous Even about- though you've got, like, your ace in the hole, you know, by your side as your partner. By the way, how much did you have to pay him to be your partner? No, this was long time Pro running. Pro bono? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Installments. <laughs> so, first tee shot, tight par four. I'm not going to go through the whole round, but just the first tee shot. Huge gallery because the split tees had just ended. Huge gallery? 
Oh, because all, of all the other players. All the other players from the morning wave are yeah, up on okay. the deck drinking beers, and Brian's the hometown guy, right? That's right. So yeah. everybody's waiting for Brian to yeah, tee yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, We got yeah. the matching shirts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> people are chirping <laughs> us. I love it. We got the matching shirts. Who are you paired with? Uh, Neil Ryan, Joe McIsaac. Nice. So first tee, we're up first. I put the Bluetooth speaker on. Yeah. I get the a big booty mix pumped. Yeah. Brian, I go, Brian, what do you want me to do? He goes, you can't hit driver here. It's a little too tight, and my yeah. driver's a little wayward. He goes, what do you think? I said, well, I, I can hit the three iron. He's like, hit the three iron. I like it. So I go up. First tee shot, stripe it nice. right Striped down it. the gut. Boy, like good. a nice. laser nice. three nice. iron. Nice. The crowd, like, Brian, nice had the, layup. Brian had this look on his face <laughs> like, that was unreal. We got in the cart after he hit a drive. He hit in the trees, so we had to use my shot. Okay. We got in the cart, and he's like, that was unreal. <laughs> Suck it up, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so from there, uh, 61 60. Um, we had a chance coming home. We made a really bad bogey on our second last hole of the tournament. Um, I birdied 18 in front of the gallery again. Nice. Like I was slider six footer the was last hole of our day. Or scramble. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you so say I, I, you mean we? Well, I hit the wedge close and then I putt first. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I made the putt. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we birdied it. That's pretty much you. Yeah. The um, Screw you, Brian. It's all uh, free pretty, all pretty crazy. 40000 I think, they give away in prizes. $46,000 they gave Ooh. away in prizes that w- on the weekend. That's like, a lot that, of chrome that, stuff. It is a lot. Um, how'd, so, your, how'd your new twig uh, fare out over the weekend? It did not auto and it did not flex. For those of you <laughs> who don't know, uh, uh, Fred broke the bank account open to uh, purchase the auto flex that's been highly advertised and touted i think you know around yeah. i was told before i put it in play yeah you need to go to the range and you need to dial this in because it all reacts to weight head weight club weight all these things right i did not do that okay i put it put it in the, put in the, the bag lot. and i texted brian on friday night i said brian should i bring the old shaft which i've been hitting pretty good or the new one he's like i just bring the new one he's like i'll hit driver everywhere for us you don't need to i said it sounds good did you hit any good ones yeah Okay. Um, one of the par fives re- bombed it. Really? Yeah. Dead straight. All right. So there's a little bit of hope there for it. For yeah. it or what do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. I just mean just take some time to dial. Like any new shaft, you put it in play. takes a bit of dialing in. Sure. And my swing changes in the tournament. But sure. cashed uh, $763 per player for tie three. Well, you got 70% of the shaft paid for for you. <laughs> 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 well, after he pays uh, off his partner, yeah. uh, he came home with 50 bucks. No. So, um, <laughs> obviously, uh, that's a strong finish. Nothing wrong with that. Nope, um, I take that every day. I know, yeah, congrats, uh, buddy. That's good. I know Connor and Cody from our clubs, um, they were a little bit disappointed there on the last one. But Did they talk about it? Fi- yeah, finished on sec- finished second. Missed, uh, whatever, a four-footer or something for uh, for the playoff. Uh, and who ended up winning? Neil Ryan and right. Joe. Right, cool. One team shot 57 first round, 14 under. Jeez. Um, then they were six under on the front nine. So they were 20 under going to the back nine. Yeah. Even par on the back nine no, final sluttered. day. No way. And Neil and Joe went 12 and 11 for 23 under, won it. So. 12 and 11. Jeez, that's good. Two man scramble, boys. Yeah. Um, wow. How fresh was Bruce Carroll looking? He had that the full brim hat on. Oh yeah, spectacles on. I think when I saw him, he was after their second round, second day. He looked tired. Well, Tommy, he, Tommy he was with us in Cabot, and that was a big adventure. Yeah, Tommy Dunn looked tired. I mean, it's a long weekend, right? Sunday uh, afternoon at Tommy five. Lo- Tommy looks tired on a good day. <laughs> it's five o'clock. They're out there for six. We're out there for a long time the second day too. So. Um, how 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 long is the golf course? Not, Never not played long. there. 
So no. like say 63 63 okay probably played 63 okay. ish okay so like i said you can attack some but the greens were phenomenal uh great condition the pins were you know some spots where you might not be able to get to them so i heard there was a couple after parties at johnny garen's uh, johnny garen's residence there was yep it was uh a good time um i didn't uh, partake i was at back at brian's house and uh washington yeah clothes. it worked out good <laughs> <laughs> you know what deal, i can't i can't wait to get brian on here because man oh i did i pulled the old lawnmower starter after one of my putts no too way. i did i'll this will be the last story i swear and i'll be over it our third last hole was a par was a par five and we needed eagle brian hit a great iron shot and there about 20 feet but it was back left and it was on the fringe he's like you know he's like afraid we need this one i'm like yeah, i'll try to make it anyway. how far how far 20 footer how far of a shot Brian's? No, yeah, like the distance the, on, on your second shot. Oh, um, he hit six iron, so 190, 180-ish. Sure, okay. okay. So we hit a good shot in there, 20 feet, but it's in the fringe. You know, We line it up, we have a look. I'm like, we need this one. I'm, I hole it, don't look up. I'm looking straight down, and I just give the old, yeah. <laughs> Pulled the lawnmower cord, <laughs> and a couple of groups saw it and were chirping me after me. Like, I saw that. I said, I hey, man. That. Hey, eagle putt, man. Eagle like putt, and you need like it to... It. But that sparks your team, too. We're, We were in the lead. Yeah. We made that. We're in the lead. Nice. Then we bogey, then birdie again, and the other boys hadn't done right. their damage yet, so I mean... That's good, and uh, apparently you... Uh, did you have any money on with uh, with with two of our previous guests, Peters nope. and Giggy? No it was all... It just... Uh, what's the word? Uh, yeah, bragging rights. Bragging rights. Yeah. That's all I cared about. Yeah. We finished ahead of Nick and Trevor. So my next... I have a kind of a question I was going to ask you guys anyway, but this kind of can lead into it. So, like a golf event, like you know, obviously this is a bit of more competitive one. Maybe we can give me an answer both ways. But when it comes to a golf event, what is your favorite things, and what are kind of like some of your pet peeves? Like obviously, you know, playing six and six twenty-five. I was going to say that's the day. top of my list if it's Soul a play. really long day. And and I guess I'll ask if you're having fun, does it matter? Mm -hmm. And is it because it's that slow, long day when you're kind of inactive for long spurts of time? Yeah, you're just sitting around, you know, nothing to talk about. But um, I, one of my pet peeves, for sure, about tournament golf as opposed to buddy golf, we'll call it, is there's guys that I play in buddy golf that play a totally different style in tournaments. They, right. they slow right down. They, you know, like, and it's like a whole different game. And I'm like, what do you, why are you doing this? Like, why is this the, you know, so different? I understand taking your time a little bit on putts, getting things lined up and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but like a totally different game. Your whole tempo is completely different. That's one of my pet peeves, but that's not a huge problem. One of my pet peeves would be like, I know it has to be the formality of tournament golf, but I mean, it has to be so formal that it takes, it can take the fun away. Sure. I mean, a pairing can make a difference too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you see guys that get paired together and they're just ready to go. They're ready to have a great time. And then you, you see people that maybe don't get along or a pairing that don't like and they're just like, this is just going to be a long day. Like right. you're out there for six hours and you're with a pairing that, you know, isn't really, uh, doesn't want to engage. You don't gel with. Doesn't, doesn't want to engage in conversation. They, they're they sure. taking it yeah. very serious. And mm -hmm. then the other group that's a really wants they to play. They can take a the, hike. Those people can take a hike. Wants to play the music and stuff. I mean, uh, I've yeah. had that. I've had that a few times. People request not to play with people who play music. Really? Yeah, I've I, had that. Yeah. 
Jeez, that's a tough. What one. I love about tournament golf is and and like there's difference between tournament like you know a competitive thing and then like when I mean the Kensington Area Chamber of Commerce or the you know the Island Green Classic like you know what I mean like there's two sets of events I guess yeah what what I like about say tournament golf like you know stand up open the one I played in the weekend I love kind of that time from when you get to the club until you tee off like getting your scorecard and like it's I like that officialness mm-hmm. of it right and they yeah. got the person waiting at the scoring table and they say here's your scorecard you know here's the rule sheet for the weekend and you're putting on your shoes you're seeing everybody else putting like yeah. I love that kind of stuff you're getting your clubs ready the like, atmosphere I atmosphere love. I just atmosphere, love it yeah and then I absolutely despise well, the laser three iron would, uh, might help for come <laughs> moving forward, first, but yeah. I mean, I just hate the first tee. Do you? Yeah, I think it, I, it might be depend on what tournament, or maybe because I played in a lot of tournaments or whatever. I'm not finding the first tee as intimidating as maybe you know some folks do. I played that one day in Eagles last week, and you know, very first shot, it was, it was great. You know, like no no problem. But the, one of the gentlemen that I was playing with. He tops it, and he admitted after it's like he was so nervous, and you know, and it's just it's, he hasn't played in a lot of tournaments. That's just the way it is. Before we leave the music thing there for a second, yeah. though, I wanted to talk about this because I don't know if you guys feel the same way when you're watching a PGA Tour tournament. It's one of these rowdier, you know. It's usually it's the last group on you know Sunday, and they're coming down, and they're maybe getting ready to you know take that shot into the green or whatever, and everybody goes silent. I don't know about how you guys feel about it. But I feel like it's going to take basically like one stupid-ass drunk fan to start yelling right while they're hitting, right? You know, like this most important shot in the golf tournament or maybe a couple of times in a row or whatever. I don't know. Like I'm always worried about that happening. And I and I always kind of thinking of, okay, well, how do you fix that? And I thought, you know, because like, you know, the – the, the mashed potatoes, the baba buoys, and all that kind of shit. And a lot of times they try to get it in first, so it's very close to them hitting the damn ball. I'm thinking, like, how long before, you know, players are allowed to wear, like, noise-canceling earphones or ear, earbuds or something like that, you know, where they don't have to worry about any of those, you know, types of uh, distractions because they shouldn't have to worry about some, you know, random spectator. What do you guys feel about that? Um, I, I, for me, though, like... I think if they want to wear the noise-canceling headphones, go at it because I think sound is such a huge part of golf and being able to feel the ball with your ears almost that... To be fair, though, you don't care. Like, you... you Somebody could be... There could be a wrecking ball in your backswing yeah. and you never really bothered you, mm-hmm. right? Some folks are not that way. But but I say, I guess, like, for me, if they want to wear the headphones, you know, and if, you know, have at it because I think it's a disadvantage to have your headphones in. Because sure. I like being able to hear the sound of the ball off my club face. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost you can hear the wind. You can get a better feel for your shot. Then I've never actually played with headphones or head. I, I find it very thing. difficult. I can't even practice with them on. To be honest, is that right? Yeah, I can't practice with them on. I like to. I'll I'll play my music on the practice tee like I do when I play, I, just for yeah. something to do. I find if I'm gonna have it, I want to have it consistent. The start stop, like to stop it before I every swing, and then to turn it back on, and yeah. then to do that, that's very difficult. And even the guys I played with said, I, I offered, I said, listen, if you want me to stop the music whenever you guys are swinging, absolutely, you just tell me, I'll turn it off. Sure. But while I'm driving, it's playing. Or yeah. while we're on the T block for 51 minutes, yeah. it's playing. Yeah. And they all said, no. 
let it play. It's easier to just have that consistent sound and know what's coming and like yeah. than it is to have it stop and then dead silence and then hit and then back on and stuff. So well, it's interesting. I just know with, with the AirPods that I have or whatever, right, you could turn on like just with a click of your thing. You could turn on noise canceling or, you, or what do they call it, transparency mode where you can hear everything around and you hear it. Right. They're slick as hell. But I'm just thinking like that actually would sort of be, if the, you know, they needed it or whatever you, you're walking along and for the most part it's you're hearing everything and then it's just when you need to focus it kind of like what do they do in baseball when they're sitting on the mound uh what's the what's that phrase uh tune the ah shit it was in a movie or that whatever kevin costner one? yes yeah, yeah we're sitting on he's uh dialing the mechanism or yeah, something yeah, yeah, something yeah. the mechanism yeah. tune in the mechanism whatever he says i can't remember anyway and that you know where you can just kind of uh, I wonder if a tour player was like ready to tee off and then right in the middle of his backswing someone just screams something and like he slips and tops it. Like, well, does he get a reshot or does he get no, to the mulligan that, or that's, that's just that's like what I think is way going you go? To happen eventually. That's why I bring it up because a guy like say even some of the most hated like a Patrick Reed, maybe even a Bryson or whatever, somebody's going to, they hate them so much they're going to do that yeah. and, and it's going to become an issue and I don't know what the solution is. I'm just sort of, I, I think about that a lot. Like The, when, the tour when has been doing a good job at Telling people to fly the forget out of here. Absolutely. Been doing bad well, the days. British Open, right? Not one mashed potatoes, yeah. not one oh, you know, I baba hate booey. The mashed potatoes. Oh I hate gosh. it all. I hate it D- all. Despise it. Get in the hole. Shut up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. It, it, 25 years ago, when the first person said it when Tiger, that was cool. Yeah. It is no longer cool. You sound like a complete. I liar. love the chants. I love the roars and all oh, that stuff remember that Ryan oh Cup? love it yeah tommy tommy yes. tommy like yes. all of that that's yeah. the best but they yeah. all shut up when he yeah he hits. Yeah. yeah anyway it, the, there is definitely that dummy golf fan that's gonna end up you know ruining a good time for a lot of people but um like the i don't know but over covid like watching golf with no fans was absolutely like paint drying oh it was painful painful like you miss even like just a little slow clap, the golf clap. I missed that, like, buddy. Yeah, but it was better than no golf. Oh, 100%. It yeah, but yeah. it, it yeah. was no good. But even the players, like, they were making birdie putts and they were like waving to like a fake crowd. Yeah, you yeah, know, you I pick know, up your ball and they're just like, different times, different times. I, I don't know. I'm not going to complain too much about no. it. Obviously, they did it for the right reasons, but I, I, I was just happy to watch something. I mean, right now, you know. I'm dying for something to watch, boys. Like, there's not a whole lot. I'm catching up on Shameless. You guys ever watch that show? Olympics, yeah. boys. Well, before Olympics, I want to talk about the Belvedere National Club Championship on the weekend. Oh, I was hoping we were going to skip that one. Oh, God. Is Belvedere the only golf club that has a club championship or what? Did someone I, else have one? Lots of people have them. Yeah, they like, all have this them. This weekend. But this is pretty early. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's just uh, we'll tune Ben out here. If it's, not, <laughs> if it's nothing to do with Anderson I didn't, or, I didn't or, know it was the fifth major. <laughs> I didn't know it was the fifth major. Well, it should be. The quality amount of players that are there. Right. Um, uh, nice to see that some of them got signed up for a tournament for once, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been so disappointed in, a, in a, an opening round in my – was it because the expectations were too high, honestly? No, or? no, I didn't set my expectations too high. I just wanted to go in and just sort of play normal, average golf like I'd been playing. I haven't been in the 80s but twice this year at Mill River, and I uh, went out and shot an opening round 83 on Saturday. And mm-hmm. uh, and I don't even know why. I was playing with two beauties, with Brody McGregor and um, uh, Mark Carrer, and boys. So... 
bad, you know, big whatever. numbers or just me. Yeah, it started off as par par, and then I made a bogey on three, not a big deal. But then I bladed a sand shot on four into the water, took a triple, yeah, and then made two doubles later on, and just could never got anything going. Driver was all over the place. Is there nothing worse that quicksand feeling? Like the digger oh. you deep, you know, the, the more you struggle, the worse it gets. Like. It's by far like my biggest struggle is is in the sand, but it, that and that's all fine and good. Like I. I, it is what it is. It was disappointing because it's like Rose Bowl qualifying and all of this. Like right. I, I just shot myself way the hell out of right. it. But I was just, <laughs> we're playing. It's more like after the fact, like I said, my number one thing I love about tournaments is the atmosphere. When you're sitting around, like we're sitting around right now, and everybody's like, hey, how'd you shoot today, Len? And everybody kind of expected a, a pretty good round. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I've been, been pretty decent all year. But then you have to basically, yeah, worst round of the year, um, you know, and you're sitting around and you want to be part of it, but then you want to go crawl, crawl yeah, into yeah, a yeah. hole. But um, what was really awesome, I was playing, like I said, with Carzy and Brody, and Brody had a really steady round. I think he was one over for the round or whatever. Mark Carraher had eight birdies. Yeah, was it? 72. Jeez. <laughs> Okay. Few, few squares on the game. couple, oh, ath- couple others. It was crazy. He was draining everything. I think he was. Oh geez, he had. I think he had one or two doubles, but um, it wasn't in. It was a three putt. Like there was three three putts on the card, and probably eight one putts. It was insane. Who was leading after the first day? Uh, Cackles. Okay, right yeah. Jeff uh, was three under. There was a couple guys at two. Craigie um, McMillan and Mike Irwin. Mike Irwin, Mike oh, yes, Irwin was right two on. under, and there was a seventy-one in there too. Um, and uh, and the eventual winner Anthony was one over. Yeah, he after the first day, day. I'm one gonna, over with a with an eight. I'm gonna send, I'm gonna show you this message, and I have it on my phone for verification. Yeah. This isn't made up. Yeah. So this is Saturday afternoon. After his round. After his round. Okay. Just message me. You know, talking we, about Anthony, by the way. In case sorry, yeah, eventual winner Anthony. You know, I'm out. Uh, he said he was out for Stanhope. You know, he just wasn't feeling this. He's like, you know, v- let's just say he was very disappointed. Talking about how disappointed he was. <laughs> let's yep. just say that. Yep. Sunday morning, um, eight forty-seven in the morning. Yep. He writes me a message that says, "You taking bets today? Put me down for a win. Sixty-five. I have it in me, and I'm going to get it done." Good. That's at eight forty. See this. Let me see this. Sunday, eight forty-seven. Eight forty-seven. Well, he did say I was talking to him afterwards. He did say that he he thought sixty-five was what he was needed to shoot. That's unbelievable. How much did he win by? Uh, two, I think. Cool. He might have won by two. That was Sunday morning, eight forty-seven. Man, he's he's a different Anthony, man. He's, and I he's said, got things going. <laughs> and then I text him right. at five thirty. I'm like, man, you you know you called that this morning, right? And he's like, I know, I told you. Yeah. And he said he said it was nothing special. It was just. That's what Anthony is, a little bit more confidence. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, good playing on Sunday, man, 65. Yeah. That usually um, gets it done. Who uh, won the other parking spots? Uh, okay, now i got to remember. I know Bailey Carr won the yep. win side. I okay. think Shelly gets to keep his. Shelly continues to <laughs> park in the same damn spot he has for the last however many And he's going to be a senior for like 20 years <laughs> in that parking spot. <laughs> uh, his tires are going to be <laughs> ingrained, you know, when you leave your car on vacation for a while yeah. and you come back and your tires are in I there. I think they did one for super senior, perhaps, which is, uh, I think Mike Cody won that division. Cool. Um, and uh, I think. I think that's everything. Is that Bailey's first club championship at Belvedere? That I don't know. Okay. I don't know, but... Uh, Sherry had the long run. She had a tough competition because I know, like, Joanne Gibbs was playing... Um, yeah, they were all in one group. She, she was playing really good Sherry. golf. And, yeah. 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 But, 
I mean, overall, I mean, it was a great event. Thankfully, I rebounded with like to, to continue like on <laughs> with. So I'm sitting around. I'm depressed. I'm like, I know what happens, but what bad timing? And then I st- and then you start thinking, do I still know how to play golf? Like, is this just because that's a large score as compared yeah. to what I'm you know usually. So and anyway, thankfully the next day it was a little better. I was 75, and uh, anyway, I've been under par since. Uh, but anyway, that but thank God because I actually thought. Okay, whatever I had for the last, you know, eight months, she gone, you know. Another question I have for you, Lenny, is so you played in the Friday Eagles Glen. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yep. That was really fun. Was that the same Friday right before the club championship? Correct. Yeah. Was it tough to go from that competitive tournament jumping right into the club championship? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I'm starting to think that for me, it's just like I don't play really well early morning, which is a question I wanted to ask you guys, actually. So... Early, early morning golf. I, I teed off. We were the second tee time. So we were 7.09 or something like that on Saturday morning. And I know that when I play with the boys, we have a regular game sometimes on Sunday mornings. And it's early. Mm-hmm. And I never play well then either. And so now I'm starting to think, like, if I have that early morning, if I went so far again. I'm, I was rattled by this number. What, what time did you tee off? 10 after 7. Okay. And so, but, like... Usually, you know, like you get up, you, get, you have a little bit of breakfast. I'm not a huge breakfast guy, but like what's your morning routine? Because I know that I think that I just didn't have a, the start. I didn't have the energy. I didn't, you know, yeah. have the mental awareness in the morning that I should have. Adv- advice that I've been given in the past is you have to get up early, like real early. Yeah. And wake yourself up. Yeah. You'll pay the consequence after your round. You'll be tired and need a nap or whatever. Have a shower, but, whatever, wake yeah. up. and. But like. You have to get up early and really start your engine because you might feel fine. Yeah. But even like, what's it? Your cognitive mind, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. might not be as sharp as you think you are at that yeah. time mm-hmm. too, right? And you not say that you feel you're lazy, but sometimes you'll do things that you wouldn't normally do because you're just not running at a hundred percent. I can't do the morning tea times. No, I, I My, think you're right. I I'm a three, four, five right. stroke difference from a two o'clock to a. 8 a.m. And, fair, and fair. you know, like, you know, playing with the PGA events, like, if you're playing stand-up open, like, if you're a PGA member, you're up early. Like, it's an early round for you. First day, you're out early, and then the second day, you're out in the afternoon. Yeah. And my score is typically better on the second day, partly because of that, partly because I've already shot myself out of the tournament in the first round, so there's no expectation that I'm going <laughs> to no pressure be in the hunt the second day fair. so I can climb the leaderboard. <laughs> but, and, like, uh, and, like, I know Tiger's a... You know, it's a different world, like whatever. But like, he's up at three. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, his business is that round in the morning. Yeah, there's nothing else that he has to worry about is but shooting his freaking best. Wasn't there the player recently that ended up complaining to the PGA Tour? Yeah, Patrick Green. No, no. Well, he was one of them saying that he always gets the early tee time. Yeah, it was somebody else had yeah. said like I, I've gotten tea times or five like weeks in a row. He ended up getting Can't like one of the first. No, it was a uh, like Sunjay M or okay. Benny on or something, and he complained to the PGA Tour that he had gotten four of the first group or second group outs right. weeks in a row, and that same thing he had to be up at three in the morning to get that tee time because. Their routine has to be the same, whether it's a two o'clock, seven o'clock, it doesn't matter. They some of them work out before they play, and so they get up at three o'clock and work out. It's and then funny though, like you know, working in the business for a long time, there's people that love the early morning rounds. I know, and there's people that hate the early morning rounds. There seems yeah. to be no indifferent. You're either an early morning golfer or a PM golfer. When I show up to Stanhope on Saturday mornings, so I get there say seven fifteen, 
There's groups that are already on the back nine. I know. That come in for the early morning it's golf. Crazy. They're on the back nine at 7.15. I've slept in the parking lot, Stan, out back in the day, <laughs> and then wake up and just get going. I, I hear people that say, oh, I didn't know there's two sevens, <laughs> seven, and a... Like, I didn't know there's two sevens on the clock. I thought there was just 7 p.m., not 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. A little bit of breaking news coming out of Fox what? Meadow. Um, flag sticks may now be removed, effective tomorrow, July 29th. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. And then uh, yardage markers, they should have had them out anyway, in my opinion. But uh, the 150-yard markers will be placed back on the course. Yeah, do you want to get into the updated COVID-19 guidelines for golf operations? Did you get an email? Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Flags are out at Stanhope. I know that it, now. It, it went, it's across the island. Okay. Um, so I'll read you what uh, what's said here. This is from CPHO. Um as of now, our specific golf guidelines have been retired and are now consolidated into the general public health measures. Okay, um, Golf courses or golf operations are now at their own discretion whether or not to allow pins to be removed, ball washers, rakes, benches, Everything's coming back out. Um, events and tournaments must adhere to all gathering guidance set out by the regular cpho guidelines yeah we're 200 outdoors and 100 indoors now yes. so we can do shotguns you can, you can you can still do i don't know what that did lots of stuff like you can still do 500 people but you do have to have approval from cpho okay so if you're in one cohort so say it's the island green podcast uh tournament we'd have to get approval to do that event but if it was the Nick Frid Family Classic, and then you don't need approval because really? it's one yeah. cohort. It's because it was on zero. That's that's the there it is. That's the that's after Frid hit that two C- three iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's the first time we've. That's a record. First time we've played with those buttons on our podcast. Yeah, that's the clap. So, so that's uh, <laughs> that's the update with the uh, COVID nineteen uh, rules and regulations for golf courses on that, the island. That's awesome. And I will not. Whatever every golf course does, I don't think anyone should put any pressure on it to be the same. It is what it is. Some people, yep. you know, the COVID yeah. world is still live and kicking. You look at what's going on in some places in even our country. So what, if some golf courses feel the need to, you know, even if it's make masks mandatory or leave the pins in, whatever it may be, that's on them. Don't be the guy that shows up and just because you want to take the pin out and the course still isn't allowing it, you take it out anyway. Big time. Follow don't, the rules. Don't be that guy. Absolutely. Um, I, had, I came across some... Um, interesting stats that i wanted to relay because um i heard something the other day about pga tour averages and such and i was like that can't be true and i wanted to look it up and the stat that i heard is that tour pros don't make or sorry average one putt outside 10 feet per round that they make tour professionals pga professionals of course they got so they average one putt outside of 10 feet that they make per round what do you guys think of that it seems low. Yeah. Like it definitely seems low. I in my opinion it seems low. Like I mean I, I think though what we happens we all expect to make every twelve footer, so it's like right. you know I think what happens though with T V coverage, we're only watching the ones that pour into the bottom of the cup. We're, we're, that's true. We're watching the hot players. Yeah. And we're watching the ones that are that's no question. Anyway, there's so hundred and forty four players out there and we're seeing like what, ten percent of them? We're yeah. seeing fourteen to fifteen guys hit and, and make you the see, putts. like some of those putts because I love I think it's C B S that does the percentages make percentage for each putt yeah and you see that one it's like 
too. 15 feet little left right and it's like four percent you're like what the yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i i looked it up on the, on their site and everybody can look these up they want but um putts made per event so over four rounds over 10 feet what do you think the tour player average would be for sorry say this say the number again so how many putts yep 72 holes yep over 10 feet does a tour player make in, in a, in in a tournament yeah over 10 feet this is the uh, tour average so it is a decimal but uh, just to kind of six six point five over six okay about six six point five ben yeah. what do you think one and a half a day Yeah, I'm going 5%. 4.6%, so just over one. So anybody that's listening, and I know that for me, I mean, that to me is a little eye-opening, no? It means I'm really good. Well, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I think I'm a lot I'm better than I am. I'm a pretty good putter. <laughs> now, I don't know if I'm ju- uh, judging my distances of putts as, you know, as, as accurately as these guys are, but I would have thought that would have been a lot higher. I don't know. Like, that's the tour average. Now, of course, you got the players that are playing really bad, which they never show, and they got players that are playing really good. They show every shot, like Ben just said. But I don't know, man. I think that's pretty eye-opening. And for anybody listening, I mean, you should di- you know, uh, digest that information because I think there, there's a lot of crazy. rounds, too, where the guy shoots 68, but he knocked it on two par fives and two, two putted, yeah. and he flagged two to two feet like yeah. you, you can see that happening once in a while but, that, but that's why i get I, I get a kick out of sometimes out of the comments you know someone will come off the course and say oh you know i i was 71 but you know i should have been say 66 oh why oh i had like at least six 15 footers that i didn't make yeah. you're like yeah, yeah. a many, pga tour player makes one how many greens how many do you think hit you, on average i didn't look that one up keep that uh keep that one with yeah. me but i did look up a couple other stats did you look at proximity to the hole i did okay so that's what i'm interested inside in. 100 yards tour pros tour average is from inside 100 18 feet i i don't know where you know i don't know if that goes like to obviously from 10 yards off the green is going to be different than but but it does say from inside 100 yards you say 18 feet the average what do you think Fred? 15. 17.1. So very close. Uh, give the nod to Ben there. Um, you know, 17 feet from 100. Like, if you hit that in competition, aren't you? Aren't you like, ah, I should have hit it closer. Kind of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. So, man, my wedge game is rotten. So here's here's a step up. 125 to 150. So just oh, inside 123. I say like 26, 27. You're two for two. That's 23.7. Wow, that's very interesting. Do you play on the tour? I watch a lot of golf. (laughs) All right, so let's see if we can get Ben from 150 to 175. That's the last stat that I'll bring up here. I don't know if it's going to be a big jump, as big a jump from the 100, to be honest. 28. Um, Yeah, I'll go 27.8. That's hilarious. You're both right on. 28. Nice. 28.0, actually. So, uh, So you have those two numbers. jobs, boys. Those two numbers for me, Mm -hmm. if I'm... If I have between 150 and 175 and I hit it to 28 feet, I'm probably pretty happy with that. So, I mean, that number correlates f- with me, but, I mean, 15 feet from so – I got to lower my expectations from 100 yards and in. Well, and that's kind of what it's all about, these stats. That's why I wanted to bring them up. I think people's expectations are are extremely, like, high on themselves, I think, a lot of times. How crazy is that one that Tiger didn't miss something from inside three feet for, like, 14 Four years? <laughs> <laughs> He had, yeah, what did he make? Something like, there was like hundreds of pots and he never missed one from... So, you know, each sport has some crazy records like that will probably never be touched. Mm-hmm. I'd have to think Tiger's cuts made one will... Yeah, that's, gonna, uh, that's a tough one. I'd think that it's probably for the golf, that would be one. Um, you know, Gretzky, 
in well i was just going to bring that up so ov just signed that contact uh, that new contract extension there right so maybe not points correct yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. i don't think anyone's touching that points one no Um, no it's it's just and then like cal ripkin jr for how many games in a row he played yeah yeah with baseball yeah um that's pretty crazy what's the other tie is there another tiger one that's pretty world number world number one obviously like 16 crazy Um, uh, well, so today, uh, obviously we don't have like a, a, like a regular sort of guest. We said, you know what, let's, let's do a little throwback. I think we should go to him now. Um, uh, my brother, Chris, we did some stories. Actually, this would be the first time he's been on the podcast while we've had Ben on. This was before. It's, um, it's too bad too. Cause, uh, a lot of Chris's stories have come up with other guests. So it'd be, uh. I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing more from CC. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll bring him on for a quick story. Love this guy, obviously, and uh, we'll be back after uh, after that. So here's Chris Curry. We'd like to welcome back our West Coast Best Coast correspondent, Chris, my brother Curry, for another quick story time. Um, you yeah, got another one. This is another accolade story or whatever you want to say with the Pacific Lynx Bear Mountain Championship. Uh, Tales from the first tee, if you will. Tales from the first tee. Uh, I mean, it it was great. Again, this is the champions of the game. And uh, uh, I remember the first day, as I kind of mentioned to you last week, and I was getting set up and they're like, Chris, you know, just say their name, uh, stick to the script. Um, And one of the first groups off was Fred Funk. Nice. And he comes up there and what a nice guy. And he's just like, Hey, what's your name? He's actually interested in, in uh, of course they've been doing these for decades. So right. nothing's phasing them at all. And right. I looked at him, I was like, Oh, I'm just really nervous. And he's just like, Chris, you don't have to worry about this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my, my boy, Keith Newton, who was still at the first tee at the time, he's a, a member of the uh, PGA champions admin staff and okay. uh, just a great guy. He's like, he was a starter a couple of weeks ago. Do you know what he said? And, and I go, no, what, what does he say? He's like, next on the tee, Fred Flunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm laughing and then Keith comes over with the best one liner. He's like, Hey, Fred, I don't remind you of your, your bogeys. <laughs> So I was relaxed and honestly, the whole day went really, really well until we were getting to the marquee groups. And I kind of mentioned this last week when I had the owner just show up. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. wanted to come. He's friends with Marco Mir. Their group was, was a couple groups away. And he asked me, he's like, Chris, you know, how are things going on the first tee? And I was like, Oh, you know what? They're going really good. They're going like clockwork to, to be honest with you. He's like, okay, great. So he has a seat. And he has a preferred seat right next to where they can get the fruit and, and the water and their scorecards. Yeah, start. yeah. The refreshment and, stand. And it actually is a marquee group. It's the uh, the winner the year prior. Now, it wasn't at Bear Mountain the year prior. He was in Hawaii. His name was Paul Goidos. So he yep. won. Yeah. And he's, he's a funny guy as well. Anyway, he's the first off the tee. And I say, please welcome from wherever he was at the time, Paul Goidos. And, you know, there's a big audience uh, behind, like, watching the first tee shots. Right. And, and I'm, as I'm waiting to, to announce the next name, all I hear is, well, do you want me to hit an iron? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, huh? And I look up at him, and then I look down the fairway, and the, the golfers didn't move up. They're still in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> and I did, it just didn't happen, Lenny. This didn't happen all day. Like, everything was just clockwork, <laughs> perfect timing. Down the middle, off they go. 
And of course, the crowd's now laughing. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm I like, just... oh, I'm so embarrassed. And of course, now it's just like 30 seconds later. And, and now the fairway's open. So he's like, all right, let's get going. I was like, no, no, come on now. Please welcome the 1002 starting <laughs> Paul Goidos. And he laughs. He struck one down the middle. And he was just a, another great legend of the game. But uh, yeah, it was, it's, there was never a dull moment at the first tee uh, at the Pacific Links Bear Mountain Championship back in the 2016. Oh, my God. That awesome. sounds like such a good time did you so did you it doesn't it doesn't happen anymore correct so no so we only had it for two years uh so fast forward a year i was the starter again they called me back uh and i actually had added uh, duties as well at the sponsor uh, pro-am meet and meet and greet Uh, and there's a couple stories there but uh it was only two years and then the event uh, folded did uh true or false did you not present the trophy so for the second year, uh, I was on the 18th green presenting the trophy to the then champion, Jerry Kelly. Uh, no way. And yeah, I, I got to say a little bit and uh, Jerry Kelly was another great winner. So we had Colin Montgomery and Jerry Kelly. So two legends of the game won the championships when we hosted. Fun fact. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up for a second. So Colin Montgomery won the year that he was with Ian Woosnam the first round? Yes, that is correct. That's so unbelievable. It didn't phase him that much. If you that story. <laughs> but but when he so it was a down to the wire with Scott McCarron and Colin Montgomery in the first year, and they actually went to a playoff. And we we're and it's televised on the Golf Channel the first year. They didn't do it the second year. Right. Yeah. Uh, but right during I think it was like the second playoff. It was breaking news. We lost everything like the coverage at Bear Mountain because tragically that was the same day that the legend, the King, Mr. Al Palmer, passed away. Right. Uh, yeah. So that just from a timing point of view. So we didn't. No one actually watching got to see actually Colin hoist the uh, the trophy at the end because obviously it was. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, kind of a sad day in the world of golf. Sad golf day. Yeah, but that's that's what happened. And actually, I, I, when that news was broken, I think even like some some of his friends were still on the back nine and kind of heard, and and that maybe affected how they played coming in. But Colin focused and uh, was able to win. Uh unreal unreal good Tales stories from the first tea. tale from the first tee all right my friend well thanks again for joining us and uh thanks people are loving me. these so we'll uh we'll talk to you next time i got a great john daly one i just want to i want to wait oh, for we're... a real good moment no question <laughs> thanks buddy bye. Right, bye and we're back thanks chris buddy for uh coming on quick story love that <laughs> Ben just found the buttons on our podcasting machine, so there could be a lot. You need that button for a lot of Chris's jokes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, a question came up. I got to credit my buddy Roddy for for throwing this out there, and we love feedback on the podcast, by the way. So if you guys have questions or if you have things, suggestions that you'd like to see on the podcast, fire them our way. Um, And... uh, his question was basically asking us what is the best par three, four, and five on PEI, um, and you know it can be. We can pick what it is, whether it's a, you know shot quality, difficulty, or appealing to the eye. Um, but uh, let's just pick one for for length of time purposes. The most appealing par three to the eye on PEI. What do you guys think? Man, kind of run through the gamut of courses in my head real quick. Yeah, I know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, eight at the bush. Be up there. Yeah. Um, 
what's the one at Brudenell after the par five? Um, right Brudenell. along the coast. And then the par five oh, afterwards. Oh, 10. 10 at Brudenell is, is super nice. Yeah, too, number really 10, but that's not the one I mean. Um, oh, the one five? Number, f- I think it's five. It goes goes over the... Yes. Yeah, like yeah. that dog leg par five. Yes, I like that yeah. one. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The other I one at like like Dunderave, which is right along the water too, right? After number four, you play the par five, and then you kind of come around the corner. and That's a very similar... It's very similar very hole similar to, to the... 17 at Eagles Glen is really nice. Oh yeah, that's that's the very special to me. That's for sure. Um, I like, um, you know, at Green Gables, I I really like. You know, number five is a great golf hole for visual appeal. Sixteen's really nice with Lake of Shining Waters. Yep, yeah. Seventeen at Dunderave is also quite nice. You're up high. You're looking over everything else. Um, shot down. I mean, it's not uh, from from the tee area anyway. No, I'm still looking through. And we're not leaving out any golf courses, but if you're pissed off, then just uh, you know take a hike. Seven at Fo- seven at Fox Meadows, a nice hole. Maybe the water we'll put something the on. Seven's a beautiful hole. Let's Absolutely. put something on our Facebook page and get people's um, feedback. Yeah, I for, like that. For that, I like that. Um, what about par fours? Oh man, par fours is a little different, eh? Because you're you're kind of thinking. There's just so the inventory is so many to go through that you're yeah. like, how do you pick yeah. one out of? I love fifteen and three at the creek. Uh, I love those holes. Um, Green Gables. I love thirteen. It's beautiful down number, there. Number 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 four. Stand up the way at ninety degrees left, right by the you maintenance shed. No, it's awful. Um, <laughs> TNT dynamite. Six, Sixteen. Sixteen's an amazing hole at Stand Up. I love that hole. Yeah, risk reward drive over the water. I love that hole. Um, Belvedere has some beauty. Like I mean, Eagles I know, Glen I'm, has I'm going silent here because I'm running through the inventory quickly, running through all of the. Uh, the the courses and such, I mean Mill River's got some some beautiful little you know par fours up up there. Um, the one that uh, the, I was thinking about the two that the river runs right down the middle, both at Mill River and Avondale. Eighteen's beautiful at Mill River. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a good one. Absolutely great call. We had the I put this out there a long time ago. I had said someone like toughest finishing hole on PEI. I had said yeah. 18 at Belvedere yeah. in tournament play. Yeah. And a couple of people got back to me and was like, no, you're crazy. It's a driver wedge. There's way, like, way tougher finishing holes than that out there. Well, interesting about that because I posted something on uh, my Instagram about um, when uh, when we were finishing up uh, the, uh, the club championship. It was awesome. They had tons of carts and people around and everybody was watching of course you know anthony was almost going for course record but we also had he wasn't in the final group so there's still people following the final group and um i posted it and i said in what i consider the what did i say i said the the best uh finishing finishing hole uh whatever and somebody messaged me and said no that's no that's you know this one's much better i said well as far as difficulty for the 18th hole I think it is. I still think it is. You know, the most difficult par do you, four. Do you think difficulty makes it the best? No, I didn't. No. It, well, because sometimes you like. I've seen some drama at Stand Up Open on eighteen. Remember Jeff Wood one year bombed it over the green and was in jail. Yep. Like eighteen. Sometimes it, uh, an easier hole can cause some drama too, right? Because it's a should birdie, you know, situation. Eight, Perhaps I just eighteen I think Eagles that no Glen is a beast. What lead you have. If yeah. you still have 18, 17 and yes. 18 really at Belvedere, yes. that lead ain't it's not, safe. Yes, I agree with you on but that one. It's, and I think in a lot of other courses that, you know, it, you wouldn't have that same feeling, right? A- 18 at Avondale. 
I'd put that. Yeah, right someone up else there. mentioned that one for sure. I find that so surprising, but I, you're right. Everybody mm-hmm. says that. I mean, I don't know. I just uh, I find it wider, a little bit of easier of a tee shot, but it is long. Tougher approach, though. Yeah, uphill. 18 yeah. Eagles Glen ain't no joke. We no, found that big out in time. the scramble. That's driver. Big time. Long iron. If you don't get nine, it tough for viewing. Nine's no joke at Eagles Glen. Tough for no. viewing though at 18 at Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it yeah. where you can have people on the deck. Yeah. People surrounding the green. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just ask me about eighteen's uh, closing so hole there at that. Any other favorite pair fours or? I'm just trying to think. I I really liked your Mill River call on eighteen because that's a that's a solid one. Um, I mean, you know, if you're looking at difficulty, nine at Eagles um, mm-hmm. is definitely one of the tougher ones. Eagles actually has a, a few that I would kind of consider really nice. Um, seven's a really nice little short par four. Uh, anyway, we can move on. I like, but uh, I like eight, I like um, seven at Crowbush too. I think that's a really cool hole. Um, what about par fives? Par fives. Are we talking? We're talking visual appeal of par fives. Just a great golf hole. I like eleven at Brudenell. Um, it's not the longest, mm-hmm. but right along the water. Very tough tee shot, but you can re- get rewarded if you hit a good one. Yep. Um, same with 18 at Dunderave. I like 18 at Dunderave. That's it's a fun hole. Yeah, you got to hit two quality golf shots to keep it on that green and two. I like three at Green Gables. Uh, one, two. That's what I got to do. I just go one, two, three. Yeah. What's the one at the Four, creek? 14 at the creek, right at the back of the property. Is gorgeous. I like the other par five at the creek. It's on the front. Six. Six. One or six. Six. Kind of like. I think six is fine. It's me, to me. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, that that doesn't. It's a great, nice hole, yeah. but it doesn't, uh, doesn't doesn't stick out to me as no. personally. Crowbush that that obviously um, eleven six six is six hole. and eleven. Oh, six that like it, when you think of appeal, right? Like you're looking right at the clubhouse, which then looks you know beyond that's the water, and it's just. If I'm a twenty-five handicap though, six, I'd want to put a, you know chrome stuff in my head <laughs> but appeal on 11 too right turn around you got the atlantic ocean there right behind you and then from the upper level t deck and then it's an elevated yeah. t shots did we say for par four 16 at uh at, at crow yes yeah, so that's yeah. a great hole somebody said that but that's probably the only like thing only thing is i don't like that sometimes it's blind the second shot second shot oh most times it's blind where yeah. i put the ball yeah <laughs> what, are hitting with, what are you hit seven iron after everything <laughs> left everything left everything left God, that's the it, one. That's the one hole we bogeyed. I think, we could probably that, ask uh, Roddy because he's played them all. <laughs> yeah, I know he was the one that got the question. You better answer if we yeah. put that out there. The best ones. So anyway, listeners, throw up your opinions on three, fours, and, and fives. I know that there's even there's whole courses that we missed, and I'm just so I know. One, one other question kind of ties in the similar. Um, do you guys have a bucket list somewhere you haven't played yet that you'd like to get to? 18 at Fox is quite nice too as a finishing hole. Very Sorry. good. Uh, Mill River. I haven't been up to Mill River. Like to get up there? I have never played Mill River. I'd love to get up there. Uh, sorry, but what did you say? Bucket list of... Of course, you haven't played yet this year. You'd like to get to before it's all said and done. I've never played Mill River ever. You what? Never played Mill River ever. I thought you meant ever. You've never... What? <laughs> you haven't played Mill River? Um, never. Mill, Mill River, would you mind giving yeah. a little shout out to <laughs> our co-host here, Nick Fred, and get him Can up for the bloody weekend? someone please send someone to scoop Fred up to get him up <laughs> there to Mill River? Yeah. I thought you meant this year. I mean, I thought you meant ever. 
<laughs> you meant this year. That's great content, actually, now that we're talking about this. Let's get him up for his honest first opinions. Here, we're talking about 18 being such a great power four finishing <laughs> hole, and he's probably going, yeah, 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 he yeah. You haven't played me ever? Ever. Wow. Get up there. I'm yeah, trying. Yeah, absolutely. Great spot. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe if they'd be so kind to send us <laughs> up there for a round. Shuttle us up. Sean Joyce and Joffrey. Joffrey just had a birthday. Maybe he's feeling good. Send us a few passes. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Just turned the big 4-0, didn't he? Man, Joffrey. I think it was. Killing him. Um, boys, remember the, the drone update the, that I gave yes. you in the last podcast? Yes, repairs. So the best news I've heard in, in a while. So I'm telling you this because i got to give a shout-out to DJI, which is the company, a huge multi-billion dollar probably company. Uh, you know, DJI makes all the drones. But they – so I, I set up a support thing. So they send me a – uh, packing slip. So I put that on a box, packed in my broken drone, sent it off. A couple of days later, <clears throat> you know, got it received. They're assessing the damage. And a couple of days later after that, we've assessed the damage. And here is your cost estimate. Base, like $107 US to repair my, my broken drone. And I was thinking to myself, anything under 500 is an win. automatic win. It's going to cost me like 150 bucks. Boom. And that includes shipping both back and forth like unbelievable service so shout out dji thanks for helping me out um and avondale i'll be back out to do some more photos mm -hmm. here hopefully with a non-broken drone a tree trimmer oh uh, yeah um <laughs> before we talked about belvedere we ben quickly said the words the olympic golf this week so speaking What's of the olympics start, boys? 29th okay so a couple days okay Actually, so, no, tomorrow my question to you on Olympic golf was, well, we can talk about it if we want, but I mean. How bad are the Australian shirts? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And their hats? And their hair? Um, <laughs> Awful. If you had to choose, you could win the Olympic gold medal in golf or. Whatever else. It whatever could, else. It could have been the club championship at Belvedere. I, the Olympics golf means absolutely nothing to me. Okay. So. Over the club championship at Belvedere? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little drastic, man. But that's <laughs> they put you on Wheaties, man. Um, Go to my parking spot, though, at Belvedere. Or see, I, that's what I'm talking about. This Belvedere Club Championship. It's right up there. The gold medal or a parking spot at the bumpy parking lot of Belvedere. Okay. What do you want? You obviously weren't reaching my level of sarcasm there, but uh, you know there are benefits to uh, you know winning the club championship at Belvedere. Or a major. Oh, uh, well, you already know my answer. Yeah, Ben. Oh, it's a major all day long, but I'd say, would you take the Olympic gold or any other PGA Tour event? Okay, true, yeah. I'd take any other PGA Tour event. I would. I think. I would, too. I don't even think golf should be an Olympic sport. Why? Well, Just because I don't think it should be. I don't know. If it, if it should be, I think they're doing it incorrectly by having individual stroke play events. They should have women's and men's, like some sort of really fun way to combine them hell do a rider cup style type thing match up top ranked players and top ranked countries and and just go but if you're it. tokyo japan right okay and obviously it's a covid year it's a different situation great players no but you're looking to build the game of golf yeah do you want to see joe weird tournament or do you want to see rory mcelroy and justin thomas you know what i mean you get to see them every week not in Tokyo, Japan. What do you mean? Playing for their country to win gold medal. No. Like, but if you're trying to, what I'm saying is like grow the game, the sport of golf. 
Like, I think the sport is growing just the way it is, just fine without the Olympics. I think they should if you look, combine it into a country so it's not an individual sport. Individual. It is metal. an individual sport, though. It is, but this is a great opportunity to combine, you know, the, the men's and the women's side and, and have a really awesome team event. You're not changing my mind on this. It doesn't matter. But No, that, that's fine, but I, I'm sticking on my side, too. Like I, I think it's... The only reason I'm... Well, we didn't PG- get to ask you. Would you rather have a regular tour event or the Olympic medal? Olympic gold medal all day long. Okay. I just think the opportunities... Whenever I'm dead in the ground, they're not going to remember that I won the 3M Open Championship. They'll remember I won that gold. So you're doing it for so legacy. You're, you're all doing yeah. it for legacy. 100%. I'm doing what, you, what else are you doing it for? I'm doing Dollar it for... Dollar bills, yo! You don't Dollar think bills. winning that gold medal is going to line my pockets? I'm doing I'm it for not, opportunities. No, not as much. I don't. Think not as much as the 3M Open? Well, first of all, 3M Open, you're making one point something okay. million or whatever. Sure. So you're thinking it's, you're instantly so, getting endorsed. Justin Rose got instantly endorsed for more than a million bucks for winning the gold medal. 100%. Okay. By who? Tons. You think... Like his prestige, he wasn't a major winner at the time. Do yeah. you think he's getting the Omega watch? Are you sure he wasn't Olympic? You sure? He wasn't well, whatever it is, say say uh, it's whatever. What was the the what's your name? The number one player in the world, at MB Park. Yep. Guarantee you, she's making more bang for a buck off the gold medal than the craft nabisco open yeah so you're talking on the women's side no, I, would, I would agree with you any like I don't say, think it's say you're joe buddy from albania that's 2000 in the world he breaks through and wins the gold medal yeah versus breaking through and winning the john deere classic it's huge it's huge you know how many people are watching but 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 you will admit you don't win anything except the gold medal for winning that prize right like just like any other athlete they don't get anything so when the skiers okay yeah. say you're in the giant slalom and you win the alpine open in the swiss alps on january 4th to 7th and you get 50,000 bucks right okay and then you go and win the gold medal yeah you get nothing but that is huge it's huge like, i understand that but like, i i huge. think that with it is huge for endorsement, especially when you're talking about fifty thousand versus gold medal. Like that's not the same conversation. It could be. It could be three million. But when you look at the purses now, they're a hell of a lot. Yeah. Okay. This. This is what I'm talking about. This amount of money. I don't know. Like to me, again, the the Olympic golf to me, I don't even know. So, like, so you think if Corey Connors, finals, if know. Corey Connors comes away with the gold medal, yeah, he only wins one other PGA Tour event for the rest of his career. Yep. Do you think that gold medal? Or that next PJ Tour event's going to boost him into stardom. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, obviously, in Canada, we've not, you know, that would be a huge, you know, thing for him in Canada. But mm-hmm. that, I think, with any win, like Mike Weir is winning the Masters, you know, that obviously, you know, put him on the stratosphere. But I'm saying any other tour event. Yeah. Do you think when people don't remember Mike Weir's first win was in Canada at the BC Open? But the other thing about winning a tour event, you, you win the Olympics. Like you could not win another tournament. You could not miss. You could miss every other cut. You're not making another. You time. might not. You might not make the PGA Tour. Yeah, you get hit by a bus and you're done. But if you win an event on tour, you're also set up for a, a number of years. Two years, and you could miss every fucking cut from there on in too. Fair. You know what I mean? Like the gold medal, you have that in your pocket for the rest of. Like, look at Eli. Sure. That has set him up for great things in life. I just he think didn't get paid for it. I just think also that golf is so new to the Olympics that it's not as revered as some of the other sports at yet. I mean, when they talk about golf, like I disagree. Nobody they don't talk about Justin Rose winning the gold medal that much. When they do 
golf coverage really and don't. stuff. Everybody knows he won it, but they don't really. Don't. When they do golf coverage and stuff, they talk about all the other players and what they've been doing, and then occasionally they'll say, you know, oh, Justin Rose. I think they say he's the U.S. Open champion before they say he's also the Olympic no, gold medalist. No, but to his point, like if if it was somebody that never won a major, then you know, like say for example, uh, Arjun Cam- Atwal, Cameron Smith, right? Yeah. Cam Smith wins wins his uh, you know for Australia. He will be like that. Will be a bigger deal for you know than him winning the you know whatever Bell South Classic. Sure, no, I don't know. Sure. Short term maybe, but I don't know. No, well, short. I, yeah, <laughs> you're saying that the Olympic gold medal is going to be more short term than the Bell South Classic. I'm saying six you know months what, from it, now, whoever I, wins the Olympics, I think that it depends they're not going to be is. still it talking about it. Depends on who it is. If it's somebody that's already established as a major winner, I think it's less of a boost than if okay. they were someone that never won a major. So say you're Justin Thomas. Yep. Yeah. Say he gets to 20 PGA Tour career wins. He only wins the PGA Championship. Whenever they're inducting him into the Hall of Fame, they're saying Justin Thomas, 20 uh, PGA Tour champion or wins, a PGA Championship, and an Olympic gold medal. If um, Nick Frid's getting into the PEI so you're you're still talking financially, or like we? I think we kind of lost focus on no, what we were talking. No, about. No, but that all gathers financially. Like you have more years of credibility and exposure, being a gold medal winner. Like Alex Bilodeau, who won the first gold medal in the Vancouver 2010 games. Yep, he's still profiting from that today. You sure? A hundred percent. You open a camp. <laughs> no, I, I you know. Op- he is. Like I know he is. you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I know he is. If yeah. Nick Fried wins the Bell Self Classic, he might still have to work at Stanhope the Open Shift in a couple of years. Like that's a true fact. No, it's not. It all depends on his lifestyle. He's making one point <laughs> five million dollars off that uh, win. Totally. Yeah. But and that's you know, uh, who who's the Canadian um, PGA member that won on tour? Um, now he's running golf courses in Ontario. Zokal. Uh, Zokal or anyway, well. I just think the gold medal, that's a big freaking deal. Yeah, but see, oh, I think it's but a big that's deal. Your I, I don't think it's as big a deal. Like, uh, like I, we're on opposite sides of the fences. Like I said, I still think it should be a team event, and they should take the, you know, the, the opportunity to have all of these fantastic golfers in a small. You got two female, two, two male. Mm-hmm. Get, get a team event going. Like, make it a Ryder Cup. That there's nothing out there. I just don't know how you like can that. change the sport into a sport just for the Olympics. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't change easy. the... so easy. No, you, but, do, you organize, no, but, you organize no, but tournaments what, for a living. Uh, what other sport do you change to go to the Olympics? I No, I, I know what you're saying there. I, 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 I get that. I, I don't want it to change either because, like you said, you can't... tournament. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. But, like, you can't... It's, it'd be tough to change the format because... They, you have to qualify based on did you say, what the sport you play. That'd be like like you said. If you would you not like to see like a match play between like Canada's best female golfer and the and the Americans' best female golfer, and then just kind of not at the Olympics. I'd like to see it in, in a made-for-TV event or a tour event, yeah. but not for the Olympics. I could see it. You go to a curling style thing where you have to play and win a tournament in your country to then represent your country. But to my to my yeah, well, I guess. When when folks win right now in swimming or whatever, it's like another gold for Canada. You know, whatever, Canada wins, the country wins this, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like right now, it's like Justin Rose won. You wouldn't even know Justin Rose from England. Like really, it's Justin Rose won the gold medal. But I mean, they wouldn't do the swimming. They wouldn't take the swimmers and say, okay, now you're going to do like uh, a male and a female swimmer are going to do a tag team 200 meter breaststroke, and then like 
mix it up I understand once that. you get to those, the Olympics. Those sports are long traditioned, uh, very much Olympic sports in your mind. Those are Olympic sports. I just think that golf is so new. We see it, we get to see these people play individual every weekend. It's a professional game, whatever. Well, then maybe it should switch to the amateur golfers only. Sure. You know, sure. If you're not making a paycheck through it, whatever. But, but like, I would rather win the John Deere Classic than an Olympic gold, I think. <laughs> I want to throw up. <laughs> I would rather win a, a, a mid-grade to high-grade tour event. What about Players' Championship? 100%. You'd rather thousand percent gold than Players' Championship? Olympic gold. Not even chance. I would Not love to wear that no old chance. roots sweater, and you're going into the Olympic Village with the gold medal around your neck. I know, but like, who, who did you beat at the Olympics? That? You're, you're beating a handful of the top players at oh. the Players Championship. Man, you're beating to- the best totally of the best. Competition I is totally agree. But it's an Olympic gold. I know it's an Olympic gold medal. <laughs> this is this is the debate we have. This is another. Let's throw it out to the to the folks out this there. This was a quick question, but she turned into a turned fiery, a fiery little dis- well, I just, debate. Like, I just, it's Olympic gold. Like, go take up shot the John putting. Deere, the John and, Deere Classic. And go win yourself. A, the John Deere Classic. Well, you would. Well, you would admit switch that there to are the Donkey Kong Open in two years because of sponsorship. Will you admit that there are certain sports that should not be Olympic sports? Three on three basketball should not be an Olympic sport, right? They have five on five basketball. Why do they need three on three? Yeah, I know. And this is the I kind of had the same thing about swimming. It's not a popular opinion, but it's like 100, 200, 400, 800, 1600, 2400, 5000, like all of these different things. It's just like you look at, I, I, I've said before, I could again, get on that. I could get on that one. Yeah. I, the, the other thing that I've said that was not exactly popular opinion is like, I think that maybe you only get to compete in one event when you go to the olympics right like so if you're a 100 meter dash you get to do that but yeah. then it's, then that opens up your chances of winning a medal are a lot more when you're competing in eight events i think absolutely if why the, do you think michael phelps is the most decorated olympian of all time well he, he wins the 100 200 400 1600 relays but relays I, I think whatever the event is the best people at it should be at it like if you were the best at the world you can't be like ah, i'm the best at the world at the sprint and but at the 1500 mm-hmm you shouldn't have, like. I think if you're the best or one of the best, you should have a chance to win. It's like okay, we're gonna have a nine hole tournament, an eighteen hole tournament, yeah, a thirty six hole. We play number one hole, at Anderson's Creek. Hole. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Like I'm, I'm more of a longevity, uh, you know, golfer. I'm more of a sprint right out of the gate golfer. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, good debate, boys. All right, uh, might leave those up to the uh, crowd to, to throw out there. Um, one, one last question: Are you guys gonna watch? I'll, I'll I, tune in. You probably not. I probably won't. I don't know. I'll watch, so you'd rather I'll watch, watch Shameless? Actually, Shameless is a fantastic <laughs> show. Don't don't Shameless. <laughs> I've seen it, but man. By the way, that's also on in the evenings. I like watch Netflix or whatever. <laughs> All the Olympic coverage is on during the day. I'll watch golf. I'll always watch golf, but I don't know. I I really wish I I really wish they did it more of a team event. All right. Hope someone out there agrees with me. Um, do we go? Are we going into picks? I didn't do any picks for the Olympics. Is well, we've got a tournament this weekend, don't we? A beg your pardon? Is there? Yeah. No. no. Yes, there is always a tournament. Are you 100% certain? They take the Olympic break. No, I'm not 100% certain. <laughs> I, th- I think it's the Olympics. This is a big deal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought there was, actually, because my boy Roger there last weekend had all of Twitter ablaze, and I was, you know, couple a great. That, uh, I know he kind of gets a couple doubles. Always did. He had a double late, and damn it. He... he but hey, listen, credit to him. He played fantastic, good, a good paycheck. But 
He was close. So man. we should. We'll have to He's pick. So close. We'll have to pick just for pride because there's no money, right? So, well, um, yeah, there's no money, Ben. I'm taking Corey Connors, Canadian. CC. Olympic gold. Well, the, you go ahead, the, Lenny. You take well, the Well, this is this is a tough one, right? Because you know you're you're gonna pick someone other than the Canadians, and all of a sudden you know this is like blasphemy here. You can't you can't throw out you know your. I'll pick Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Paul Casey's my pick. I don't even know who all they're playing. That's how much I care about Olympic golf. Brutal. Man. All right. Uh, let's see here. Go through these. You know what? I've got a name. Going through the list. Make sure I'm not forgetting anybody else. Yeah, screw it. I'll put the Canadian flag on. Let's go Mackenzie Hughes. Okay, Mac Hughes, Corey Connors, Paul yeah. Casey. All right. All right. So we're, we're the Patriots. That, that could be the uh, the podium. All right. <laughs> all right, boys. And then we'll ask them all if they'd rather win the Olympic gold. And then we'll ask the players. We, I, I'm going to throw a text out to Roger Sloan. I'm going to ask him, would you rather win Olympic gold or the 3M Open last week? It's a great question. Yeah. Roger, sure. expect that pod, uh, Expect that text soon. Um. Uh, one shout out, Monica Butler of Anderson's Creek Green Gables and Golf Mania PEI had a uh, baby girl um, two evenings ago. So congratulations, Monica and Colin. Nice. Second baby girl and uh, everyone's happy and healthy. So congrats to them. That's the best part. Congratulations. All right, folks. Well, everybody have a great week. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Obviously, Golf Mania PEI. This place is rocking. Every time we come in here, there's Sign up for the Stanhope Open. Done. Yes. Sign up for the Stanhope Open. Uh it's going to fill, so if you don't sign up till late, you're not getting in. I see the compressor's set up there. Are you changing grips over there now? Yeah, man. Oh, baby. So if you need your grips changed, yeah, come on in. And then, uh, yeah, as always, cool bet. Use the code GREEN100 if you're going to do any gambling on the Olympics, like we're probably going to be doing. And also to uh, Stony Wilds, they set us up with some gear, and uh, they were nice enough to, uh, to, to throw a sponsorship in as well. So... Shout out to them. All right, boys. Have a great week. Enjoy the golf. I'll be watching Shameless. And uh, we'll. Uh, What's the main character, buddy's name? Frank. Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank Gallagher. <laughs> All right. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Boom.